Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Hello, Jason. How are you? Oh, um, I'm doing well. They're doing a British Vogue photo shoot at the hotel today, so lots of action. Um, who's the talent? Unclear. Uh, they did not send me the call sheet. I'm merely overseeing it uh, okay. from my my window. When you say so, oh, when you say overseeing it, you mean literally you're looking out your window and looking at yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not doing anything. I'm not participating in any way. I'm not assisting or detracting. Okay. Um, is it? Is it at least a female or a male talent or un- unknown? Um, I don't like to put people in boxes like that, Jason. Um, so let's just say, you know, my preferred pronoun is talent. Um, so <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like theirs might be as well. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Chris, that was a test, and you passed the first one. There was a lot of yes! a lot of can. This is a cancel quiz episode, and so far you're batting a thousand. <laughs> Thank you, and I want to. I want. I think it's a cancel pop quiz episode, actually, because I wasn't warned of this beforehand. Yeah, it is a cancel pop quiz. So far, there was only one question, and and you did get it right. But I think the cancel Olympics is a is a good episode subject matter that we should think about doing in the future. Yeah, we. I think. I think that is a great idea, and I wonder who the guest should be for that. It definitely can't just be me and you. We need somebody to take the heat off of us. Uh, I guess Z-Way, it is. It's finally time we have Z- the Z-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Z-Way would answer our texts, our calls, our emails, or maybe even our smoke Look, signals. I would, I would get, I'd be willing to get destroyed for an hour on her Instagram live just so I can have clean audio <laughs> of me saying, look, Z-Man. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, me too. I think that's probably worth it. Um... Well, Jason, we need to talk about your new career as a Substack publisher. Um, okay, please, let's do it. Yeah, you and I ate some food last night, and I and I brought up after a, I didn't eat. I, I didn't eat much food. You guys ate a lot of disgusting food while I sat there and was tired and had a single cigarette on a rooftop. But I mentioned that I had written a uh, a, a little piece of content about the Travis Scott cheeseburger, and you said. Oh, it's too late and then i said oh damn maybe it is too late got in my head about it i decided to smash the publish button this morning anyway though 
And and from what I can tell, the responses are quite positive. And and I just want to say, as a friend and um, and a writer, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a fun read and an interesting take. And I have to say, you know, you made a subject that I'm desperately, desperately want to go away, and I'm so tired of interesting again. And that's powerful. Uh, fuck yeah, baby. You did it, TJ. And, you know, really, who else matters besides me? You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. That's the audience that, that truly matters. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> I don't, the question is, <laughs> sorry, go Jason, ahead. go ahead. The question is, Jason, where is the subby going from here? Or is Jason Stewart, is he shifting into full foodie substack publishing mode? Are you going to are you going to butt heads with former guest Alicia Kennedy? Uh, luckily I think her and I are operating in different waves and lanes of the food writing world where I'm covering, you know, my beat is a little bit <laughs> McDonald's is, is a little, <laughs> my beat, I, you know, I, I'm talking more about the specific culinary arts, you know, maybe a higher, higher thinking, you know, for, for flavor combinations, textures, mouthfeels and stuff like that. Whereas she is more so writing about. You know how how men shouldn't get awards for cooking stuff. You know, I, I understand. So it's it's two different takes on on the the varied food world, which is you know all I have to say is that both of you and all the other food subbies that are operating out there, you know, it's it's taking money out of the mouths of Big Bon App, and that's what really matters. You know what I mean? Because we <laughs> we want to we want to see that fucking you know we have to see that fail because. Because it's the injustice to society that Bon App has done is too great for them to survive. Yeah, I, I know you I mean, agree. My, with me. That was I know sort you agree of the. I mean, I wrote that article on mushrooms with the pure one hundred percent intention of dismantling the failing Bon Appetit legacy as well as the failing Gentleman's Quarterly, New York Times. <laughs> the list goes on. Basically, All, so you, basically, yeah. you're coming for the neck of any legacy failing publishing. Yeah, if company. if you had made money, it ain't safe. If you have made money selling the words of people and the photography of people, this is this is the last day. We are taking it back. It's it's subhive only. I have made zero money from this. This was a. F- I, I I do not have my payment system set up. I don't know. You know, the, the, your your take on the world of digital panhandling <clears throat> has has not fallen on deaf ears in Glendale. You know, it, it it feels odd for me to like charge somebody money to read that, even though like I've had a lot of great um, you know feedback so far. And what did David Chang say to you about it? Uh, I mean, that's kind of what this is all. I mean, David Chang, if you're ready to have me on your podcast, you know, the bitch, the no, DMs David Chang's open. coming on our podcast. Chang, Chang will never do this podcast, but maybe there's a chance that I'll do his podcast. But his, you know, that's that's the, you know that's the reason why I I do stuff like this is you know you look at somebody like David Chang who's arguably at the top of the food media world right now you know he has tons of restaurants he's a millionaire he has tv shows and other shows in development and a lot going on but you know his his voice and his opinion is not is not really in line with with the current zeitgeist i say he's it ain't resonating with the culture with the streets and also you know and him and i just have really opposite taste with food he likes he likes a lot like he was talking about glendale restaurants on his podcast this week and he was naming other than mini kebab he was naming some bizarre stinkers, and I and he's talking about enjoying the food from King Taco, which is eh, it's it's just it ain't good. 
Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm saying we're ready to have the crown snatched. Um, there's room. There's the room. The food media world in its crumbling state of just failure. Luckily, a a, a giant white phoenix is rising from the ashes, and his ah! name is TJ. Is TJ, and he's coming for your fucking neck all the way from Glendale. This is a global attack. Yeah, I, um, there's there are only days, if not hours, left where somebody in my position, um, being a cis white male, could potentially succeed in the world of food media. <laughs> Uh, so I've got to strike while the the cast iron is hot. Damn! <laughs> Don't do that. Um, well, <laughs> well. Look, I'm happy to see you out there, and I'm happy to see the flood of positive responses coming in because you know, like I said to you earlier, if you eat, I eat, and then we collectively eat together. You know, and that's not that's not just a pun for the situation, but it's right. a real life application. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All uh, the, the tide raises all boats, and we only have two boats: me and you. <laughs> The only two boats that matter. Um, Jason, uh, um, we do have a guest today. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Nate Freeman's work, um, but you know, it's a little, it's a little too highbrow for you, I think, to be honest. Yeah. I am not familiar with his work. It is too highbrow. You know, the, the highbrow world of gossip is out of my (laughs) jurisdiction and, uh, you know, I'm more, I'm more into pictures and, and drawings and stuff like that. I know you're. I know you're not a big reader, um, but Nate Nate Freeman has an incredible incredible column on on Artnet uh, called Wet Paint. Um, is that Artnet.com or is it Artnet.net? Uh, it, it it's it's Artnet.com, which is cool. Um, but he is the he's the by title he's the senior art business reporter. But he has this this column called Wet Paint that rounds up all the hottest goss in the art world. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though that's a little over your head, I think you can respect the dedication to rumor mongering, um, number releasing, yeah. um, shaming all of all the stuff that we do. Honestly, on this podcast, it's so not w- dissimilar w- to what you we say, do on this when podcast. You, when you say number releasing, are you talking about the releasing of someone's phone number or like their financials or what do you mean by that? No, I'm I'm saying like this sold for this much, this sold for that much, right, this gallerist right, right. is hurting. You know, it's digging it much like we do on this show. He likes to dig into some financials, which is more of a part of the art world. You know, it's a it's a known thing to release those. You know, yeah. you, you have to. The market has to know. Well, mu- you know, much like the world of real estate, I think that you know, art and and homes, they're they're also they can also be investments, Chris. I've heard about that. Um, unfortunately, I only spend chatting with our our guest about that to see how art can be an investment. Well, well, I don't want. I I buy art for the love of it. I don't buy things for investments. I spend my millions where my heart wants to. You know what I mean? So it's it's everybody's uh, yeah. got a different approach. At, you know what at, I'm saying? But um, at Uniqlo. Um, you know how far a million dollars would go at Uniqlo, Jason? I mean, think about that. It's <laughs> I'm very thrifty. I could give you a new polo shirt every time I see you. Um. All right, well let's let's give Big Nate Dog a call and uh, get to the bottom of this little art world thing he talks about so much. <laughs> Let us. Okay. <laughs> Hold right. please. Hold please. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. 
it's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long that's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert big nate dog what the fuck is up baby let's talk about art 
Let's talk about some motherfucking art. So, you know, Jason doesn't know anything about art. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, we want a little explainer from a professional in the business. But but before we get into that, you know, you're, you're famous, most well known, I'll say, for, for something called Wet Paint, a, uh, a column you do uh-huh. for your employer at artnet.com. What is the what is the cadence? How often does the column come out? Forgive me for not knowing. Well, it's a it's a weekly column, which is a shit ton of work, actually. But you know, the people want it. They want the the tea. They want to know what the <laughs> fuck's going on in the art world. They want to know what people are eating at Lucien. It's like I gotta <laughs> give the people what they want. Well, see, I feel like that's the thing about the the beauty of wet paint is that it it stretches from art to and it touches kind of everything that matters. You yeah. know, and I think that that's the power of a weekly dispatch because it's hard. You're like you said. You're having to crank out a lot of motherfucking words. Well, so, uh, other than the the restaurant Lucien, what are some other things that matter? Uh, let, that's a good question. What matters besides Lucien? Uh, well, you know. Also, that question can be answered by either of you. It's not just for you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, New York is a strange place to be right now, but honestly, it's a blast, and uh, there are people here who are unless you have time. the coronavirus. Unless well, you. You know, you can't contract the novel coronavirus if you're rich, Jason. We all know that. So that's true. Um, the art world's not not in danger. So mm-hmm. so well. So yeah. N- NYC a is a blast right it. now. I, I think it's a, it's great right now, and you know, and uh, the column sort of reflects that. Obviously, you know, I get tips from people in LA and Europe and whatnot. Tell uh, me about but, the, actually. Know. Hold on. Tell me about the tip getting process. Uh, what are we getting? Are we getting DMs? Are we getting these? Are they sent over a secure line, or is this just kind of letting it fly <laughs> through text? People should use a secure line. There's some real hot shit that that gets sent to me. Yeah, I assume and, you have you an know. encrypted number through your Signal account. You know, I do. No one fucking cares. No one uses it. Yeah. You know, I have Signal. I have this thing called Wire, which is supposedly even more secure than Signal. But people just like I can't be bothered. You know, my my drug dealer tries to get me to use Signal. I'm just like, bruh, we finna DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I find that stuff to be overkill. But I'm also not distributing the kind of important information that you're receiving. So, l- l- walk me through the process of receiving a hot tip. What does that do to your insides? Like, <laughs> what, how do how does it make you feel? And then how do you how do you get more information out of the tip giver, the, the I mean, whistleblower? It goes straight to the veins, dude. Like, hell it's, yeah, it's it's the best. You know, just you see those those three little dots. You know, after someone tells you. <laughs> Like, like, have you heard about this? Or like, I got a tip for you. And it's, I'm it's, pretty sure it's, I know it's... who Banksy is. And then you're like, oh, oh, oh shit. Fuck. Oh, shit. We got him. We got Banksy. Yeah. Got him. Yeah, well, put a, um, put a pin in the Banksy chat because he's the only artist I am aware of. So I will be asking uh, okay. most of my questions about him and who he uh, might be. <laughs> I, I prefer if we just cut the Banksy talk right now, unfortunately, Jason. But, you know, if you want, I can indulge you in your one and only artist that you know. We all know well, it is the guy from Massive Attack, so I guess the conversation <laughs> can end here, right? That's true. The conversation is over. But right. I mean, no. getting a tip, how how often are they anonymous versus how often is it somebody in your network of whistleblowers that you keep close to the vest? I mean, like, I get these sketchy-ass emails all the time from people who are using like proton mail and shit. I don't know what proton mail is. Is that a thing I should know about? Anyway, they always Proton mail that. is it's it's signal for email. It's some okay, dork right. shit. Yeah. I get a lot of tips on that thing. Uh, and then sometimes I think it's like like Richard Prince like making up like pseudonyms. I think he's tipping me a lot. 
Um, I I feel like that's very possible. I actually yeah. think that's a, a realistic a realistic consideration on your part, Richard. If you're listening, we can see right through your tricks. I mean, yeah, it's you're... very obvious, you know. But I I always take the bait, you know. Love the guy. Well, you have to. But now, I guess what I'm asking is, are you doing a lot of teasing out, or are people coming to the table ready to let it spray? It it depends, you know. Like sometimes it's it's the first martini at Luciana when they tell the they spill their guts, and sometimes it's the third martini. You know, it, oh, it depends baby. on the person. Is yeah. is Artnet.com footing the bill for these martinis? That's the real question. Uh, you know, uh, they are. They're very generous about reimbursing me when it's a legit business expense. You know, it's I, I don't just do it willy nilly, but you know, if there's a you know. A scoop that comes from the fucking martinis of Lucian. They pay for the fucking martinis of Lucian. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like an employer that knows where to spend their money. You know, mm-hmm. and, and can you tell me how Artnet.com is still in business? That's a great question. <laughs> it, I mean, well, times the, are fucking the, hard. I'm serious. It's like the, I know it's the I know it's the paper of record, but you know, it's still hard. I mean, the easy answer is I have no clue. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, there's like you know, business people who are somehow selling like. Like convincing Cartier and shit to like buy ads, uh, you know, and and they're sure. they're heroes because I have no idea and, how they do. They it. have a great classic, sales team, a classic mm-hmm. model. We love sales guys at this podcast. We, lo- we, lo- I lo- we love sales. We love sales guys. And it yeah. could Are be you- also from a generous contribution from the Carnegie Foundation as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've read the that they support the arts. Yeah, I mean it's it's fair that you know if I'm nice to some like large organization in my column, it probably means they're they're paying Artnet a lot of money. Yeah, that's say that's no good, more. I, yeah, we understand we understand that here. That's why we only shout out big corps on this podcast. Thank you, thank you, Amazon. <laughs> thank you, Tesla. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you, Tesla. Thank, thank you, Sakara Life. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Life News Corp. Gen- I want to I want to <laughs> shout out News Corp. Thank you for the generous support, News Corp. Um, the, now, the News Corp has you, been killing it lately. <laughs> Jason, uh, you know, Jason's a, a former, or he's a recovering DJ, um, uh-huh. and I uh, um, am just recovering. And both <laughs> of us have spent both of us have spent many many dark nights in Miami for the Art Basel Fair. And, oh God! You know, I, I know, have you I heard of this, this thing? Is, have you heard of this thing? I, I think I feel like uh, you've heard of it. I, I mean, it, it seems like a dream at this point. The ten <laughs> years or so that have gone, mm-hmm. all of them. Wow. Like a big dream, but yes, I, I, so I unfortunately I'm, am aware. I'm, I was reading on Artnet.com that it's canceled this year, mm. and it's done. How does that make? Yeah, so this, did, so like when when I first read on like MixMag.net that EDC <laughs> was going to be canceled this year, <laughs> I assumed that was akin to the way you were feeling once you once you had to write that Art Basel was going to be canceled this year. Yeah, I mean the thing is, me and Cat Marnell are still going anyway. So you know. Oh, I like that. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think. Are that, you really? Yeah, yeah. Cat, Cat, and I are going, and we're going to do our own Basel. Oh, Everyone's invited. Cool. Uh, this is cool. Okay, we need to talk offline because because I went last year. Um, truly awful. I mean, I've been a bunch of times, but <laughs> like this most recent year was like I I really was like I'm never going to go again. It's absolutely yeah. fucking washed. Well, what was the what was the worst thing you went to in in, in Miami last year? I, I've been to some really uh, shitty things. I mean, every every party that promised to be a cool party was was none was none of that. The only good place I went to was Joe's Stone Crab. 
I do love Joe's Stone Crab. Yeah, you you can't not go to Joe's when you're in town. Um, you know, but just like hanging out at Soho House and having a bev, you know, in the, mm-hmm. on the on the beach, that's great. That's wonderful. But then once the yeah. once the parties kick in at night in the tents and stuff like that, it's just the worst of the worst Miami club trash, and mm-hmm. and nobody, no, nothing artistic is happening whatsoever. Uh, well, I, I, I did go to a party at the uh, pants splitting king Lenny Kravitz's house, which is pretty let's rad. Let's go, Lenny. Let it all hang Damn, out. Damn, our, our bozzles are hitting differently, King. <laughs> yeah, uh, my man Wesley Pence was on the ones and twos. <laughs> big friend of this, big friend of this podcast. I mean, he's a friend to all. You know, mm-hmm. he really is. He gives back, and he gives, and he gives, and he gives. Okay, I, I actually I caught the digits, and I was telling Dip. Uh, what art to buy? I, I wow. swear to God, you were doing free art advisement for Riplo. Oh, it was incredibly free. But, how uh, but on a scale priceless. of on a scale of one to ten, how high on cocaine were you when this conversation was happening? <laughs> I think about a six. All right, all right. okay, all right. That's yeah. not that. Look, was, no judgment, yeah. no shade, but you no, know, yeah. giving art advice to somebody in Miami, it'd be it'd be strange <laughs> if cocaine was not involved. You know. Yeah. What Just, now, now? I know this was last year, but were, were any of your predictions true? Did any of these these artists markets explode after you recommended them to DJ Diplo? You know what? I was fucking right on every count. I I told him to buy Amawako Boafo. That guy exploded like two months later. Okay, I was right. Diplo was wrong. It's just, wow. You I told mean, him told there. him to cop the banana. Ended up being a pretty good investment. <laughs> The banana was sold out. You know, yeah. they sold those. You know, I mean, what do you think about the banana? I think it's pretty cool and funny. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I got an email about it, like from Paratan, the gallery, like a week or two yeah. before, and I saw it. and I was like, eh, it's a pretty good Katalan. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like you know mediocre to good. He's a good artist, so like you know, this is one of his pretty good works. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I got the joke. But like everyone else thought it was the most outrageous thing ever. And so I guess I missed the whole phenomenon. I think it's okay. It's the, fine. There's well, a lot people, of idiots out there in the world, my friend. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Some people just aren't down to clown. This is a, a, an exact case of that. Well, now the. the you know so who is? These, Banksy. Go ahead, Chris. That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Banksy. So, so if, you, if you're not able to. I mean, I know you and Kat are going to Miami for, for your own Basel, but, you know, if affairs are. <laughs> Now, were you going to Switzerland and London, and were you hitting the circuit? I was on the circuit every single major fair for years. It was like, you know, nonstop. There were months when I would go back and forth to Europe three, four times in a month. Damn, this, is sex- Damn. this lifestyle is sounding sexy as hell, bro. So you're uh, yeah. going from doing coke with Diplo in Miami to fucking Switzerland to London. Where else are we talking about? Are you going to Australia? Are you going to Asia? I mean, I went to Shanghai last November, and I spent more time traveling than I did in Shanghai. Oh. I was there for uh, for a mm. night. So it was I'm not. Nuts. So when you're on the ground, you're having to work on other stories. Because this, this is, I think, a pre wet paint world. So you were. Mm. So you're working on. So you're covering the business of art, the numbers, the ins and outs, the movers and shakers, the head yeah. shows. Yeah, like you know, it's a it's a real hot house situation in there. You know, you're you're in. <laughs> You know, the, the Grand Hotel Toira, uh, you know, and everyone around you is a billionaire. And, uh, you Flex. know, you're just writing about these. Yeah. You're writing about these billionaires traveling around the world just to buy, you know, crazy ass paintings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, these, it's are fascinating. Any, are any of these guys cool to you or, or do they think of you as the enemy? 
Uh, I mean, cool is an interesting way to put it. Like, do I think Stevie <laughs> Cohen is cool? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean cool like I want to hang with him. I mean, cool yeah. like he'll he, oh. he's down to talk if you need to talk. If you need a quote, who's giving you the quotes? I mean, like, you know, I can hang to a certain extent. So it's like, you know, I'm there chilling, whatever. They know I'm a reporter. They say off the record, whatever. If they need to use me for some reason to, like, you know, plan a story, they can do that. But generally, they're cool as long as I don't, like, break the trust circle, you know. Sure, 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 sure. Mm. I'm sure you've seen some wild behavior, though, have you not? Yeah, uh, I I have, actually. You know, (laughs) I mean, you ever see uh, Leo DiCaprio fucking sucking down an e-cig on a balcony in Switzerland? It's crazy. Mm. That sounds like a fucking piece of art right there. That's that's billionaire bad boy behavior. That's a motherfucker blue chip. That's a motherfucking blue chip painting right there. Dude loves art dealers, man. He hangs out with the Namads like just nonstop. The dude. Why do you think? Do you think it's just because they're rich and they are on the same travel agenda as he is, or do you think it's it's deeper than that? Is he a true art lover? He he does really like art. He he actually always has, I believe, and you know. When he's at, at the fair, he's checking out the shit, you know? He's there getting his face up in the Avery Singers, you know? Like, yeah, he's, cop- you know? he's copping. He's copping oh, yeah. pieces. He's, he's copping, you know? Like, it's, uh, you know, he has this, this hotshot art advisor, and it's a big deal to be in the DiCaprio collection. People love that shit. Now, what is, what is the plant, you know, what is the, the how do I say this? Who's, got, who's, the, who's the celebrity with the best art collection? In your knowledge, which celebrity has the best art? Damn. Um, let's see. Right now, it, it, it would have been Diplo if he listens to me. But, <laughs> uh, you know, um, that's kind of hard to say. Like just, people I like keep fucking, this private. You can give an educated guess. I mean, like someone like Johnny Depp, like had an incredible collection, but he started to sell off his Basquiat's and stuff. For some reason, like Eric Clapton has an incredible art collection, which is mind blowing to me because he's the lamest dude ever. <laughs> hey, don't come for don't come for Clapton like that on this fucking podcast. There, bro. there are Dude. there are many more lame people who are more lame than than the Clap Man. What is your problem Layla, with Clapton? But, well, I mean, the dude's got a you know a history of saying some pretty questionable things about uh, that's true other races. You know, that, that is true, but so do oh, actually, so do a bunch actually, of like Saudi princes who are also great art collect collectors. Right, that's a good point. I actually didn't know that about Eric Clapton. I thought he was just a guitar god who dressed cool. He's done some bad I mean, stuff. He said some bad stuff. And like, you know, the song about his kid, it's not for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like that. Is the, he I is like he is it, Layla. Is he your Chris Brown? Wow. Is he my Chris Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think that's accurate. I've been trying to figure out who my Chris Brown is for a long time. I, I'm sure that keeps I'm sure that keep I'm sure that keeps you up at night, but I didn't know You're welcome. Uh, well, you know, you brought up Basquiat. <laughs> let's talk, let's let's get into it. Why uh-huh. is his why is why is his legacy being absolutely tarnished? Is this company who's licensing his stuff that money hungry or are they just dumb? What is your take on that? They uh I, they're very, very money hungry. They're, they 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 spring for any opportunity to license. You know, as, as who you is know. who is controlling the Basquiat? The Basquiat Foundation. It's, it's the family, but the family is like huge. Like he's got a ton of. You know, it's like his parents, his siblings, like cousins. Like they have this. Like you know, they have a pipeline of selling work through the Phillips auction house, and they they steal Phillips like a ton of work every year. And then yeah, so they they they, they got everything. 
But they got all of the actual paintings when he died. Like they had, they own all of those paintings. Oh, now yeah. they're flipping, they're flipping them through Phillips as well oh, as man. selling off the images for boxer shorts and male masturbation devices. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything. I mean, like you know, it's, it's going to be a fucking you know little follow up Travis Scott with Basquiat burgers at McDonald's. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? But. That sounds, sounds kind of dope. I need a market, is, is it affecting his market or is it helping it? Is it uh, like affecting it negatively or is it actually helping it because it's such an awareness thing for you know for rich people who might not know? I think it might be helping it in the end because it's like just further cementing him as like this iconic you know globally known artist. Like you know, uh, I think that there are people you know collectors in Asia that will increasingly pay you know over a hundred million dollars for a Basquiat, and that part of that is because wow. of his like global like you know. No, I mean it's, uh, it's over a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, Damn, bro. yeah, Jason, get your little money up. You know, if you ask me, if you ask me, a Basquiat painting as well as my stable of thoughts belong to the streets. <laughs> right, I agree. I mean, I but but now, is it considered like if you came to my house and had a Basquiat, you'd be like, this guy's corny, right? <clears throat> or am I wrong? Definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on what Basquiat it is. Like, if it's like some just like garbage, like. You know, work on paper that he made, like you know, high off his ass. That is like obviously kind of mediocre. I'd be like, that's like lame because you probably paid a fuckload for it. Mm. But you know, like Ken Griffin, this billionaire banker dude, just bought uh, a giant painting for a hundred mil. That's like a masterpiece, and he gave it to the MCA Chicago, or that's yeah, cool. the MCA Chicago. And like, it, that's pretty rad, you know, like yeah. if you just like go big on like a masterpiece, it's really cool. But yeah, there are all these corny dudes who like have some like, like lame drawings. Like I was in this apartment uh, in Soho a few weeks back of some just like afters thing. And this yeah, I was about to say, what were you, what, I was about to say, what were you guys doing there? So super I, spreader, I, baby, <laughs> super spreader. No, well, okay. So technically everyone was on the roof and it was like vaguely safe. I went down to take a piss into this this kid's apartment and i was like you know i saw these basquiat drawings and i was like these Wait, are hold on hold on nate were the basquiat drawings in the bathroom because that's a flat <laughs> no they were in the bathroom i was okay, right. a little bit uh right, okay, no, right. I, and like i didn't know who this kid was like i came there with some friends i, I was obviously at lucian before when just ended up there mm-hmm. and i was like these this is corny like this is not a good look you know these are obviously basquiat's but they're really not great this dude is really fucking wealthy obviously this is lame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, you're I making mean, me I, you're making me miss New York New York City uh, awful art parties a lot right now, dude. I, I mean, am loving the awful art, art parties, <laughs> dude. You know, no, you no out, better city you? for for awful art parties than New York. Are you out every night turning the fuck up? Uh, I mean, you know, it is most nights. Uh, you know, I sometimes I'll just have like a you know a quiet dinner or something and just stay in, but you know, like. Last night I was at Lucian. Yo, you know who was at Lucian last night? The fucking Scientologist king himself, Beck. Ooh, Beck, wow. Beck was hanging out. Beck came back you know, to Beck, the, the, the spot afterward. Ooh. Yeah, Beck, a legend and king, and I, I think we've all cried to 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 the what's the album? Why can't I think of the name of the album? Sea Change, one? bitch. Sea Change. Sea Change. Classic oh, yeah. album, but also Beck think, nowadays be looking like Ellen. Am I right, or am I right? Beck, Beck do look Beck do look like canceled Ellen, but I believe <laughs> that Beck is actually. 
I think Beck actually has distanced himself somewhat from the church. I think he now it's like, oh, my family's into that and doesn't claim he doesn't claim the set anymore like he used to is what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that Damn. as well. But you can't, you know, can you ever really escape the vow no. of Scientology? Jason, Jason's, Jason's got a lot of friends in the Scientology world from his time in nightlife in L.A. Yeah, um, I've been recruited. Sure. Yeah. Has, would <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be lying if I said that it didn't help my career. I, well, that that explains a lot about your career then. Um, <laughs> but I, I but believe my career was run by the Church of Scientology. I would give it so all dope. up. I mean, if I can't, I, I, number one for me, I would rather be a Jew. <laughs> Jews number one. If I'm going to convert, sure, sure. Jews number one, but Scientology a close second. A close yeah, second. Close second. Yeah. In, in yeah. terms of religions. <laughs> yeah, just nipping on the heels of things I would do to make more money in life, like to be more connected. You know, right? Got it. I, I could. So, do, I, it sounds like I could just go eat dinner with you and Lucian every night, and I would be more connected. But I'm willing to sacrifice my entire life to a religion that I don't believe in. What's an example of, of a, a hero meal at Lucian? If I were to go there and I really want to have a, a tour of Italy, what, what is the order there? <laughs> it's not about the food, Jason, but go ahead. It's, it's, well, it's not about the food. I think, you know. The, I, I know, I, feel, I know, I know, but still. The ideal meal is like three martinis. Yep. You know, 20 cigarettes and then like a smattering of food. Gin martini or vodka martini? Gin, of course. Okay, 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 okay. I think, you know what I think we should do? I think we should plan a How Long Gone Live at Lucian. I think think that's an idea. We have a rotating cast. I'll get get, um, Press Maven, Caitlin Phillips, to set up a rotating cast of characters to join us at our table, Jason, where we hold court in the back and just have quick, quick chats right i think in the the meantime we can get a green screen and we can just do it in my garage and just kind of have have a lucian booth that i buy off of ebay i think it's going to be hard to to recreate the energy you know what i mean with no bathroom to go to but i understand i I like where your head's at and and in in our covid times it it might be all we can do chris Um, i can get the coke mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's, <laughs> I, I didn't know. If, I didn't know if you were still connected like that, Jason. What? Uh, what's the music situation over there at, at Lucy? Honestly, I don't think there is any music right now. No music. Usually, it's like it's like whatever's playing on like Zach's iPod. Thanks, you know. Trump. What, okay. Where do you, Nate? What neighborhood do you <laughs> live? Gonna blast some Salem. Uh oh, God, I love that fucking Salem shit. Uh, I live in Dime <laughs> Square, baby. Dime wow, so Square okay, all day, so you, every day. So you live in Dime Square, and you're at, you're really in the heat of it now. And I'm, you know, I got to be honest with you. I've been in L.A. for months, and I'm, I feel like I'm losing my edge. I'm missing New York a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. the energy seems palpable. Is is it, oh, yeah. am I wrong? Am I wrong to oh, say that? It is palpable. I mean, you know, you just mentioned Caitlin. You know, Caitlin was in your neck of the woods. Uh, I saw her. Ago. Yes, we we had a we had a business meeting. We had a regular hang. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was great to see her. She was preaching that, but you know, I. I need I need to confirm my 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 stories with multiple sources. You know what well, I'm saying? So uh, I am I am backing up Caitlin. New York is the best it's ever been right now. All the losers left. You know the people who <laughs> don't come lost. at me on my own fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> uh, no, Chris, we love you. We miss you. But how long, you lived, how long have you lived in New York? I've been here ten years. From originally DC area. Yep, from DC. Very mm, cool. What is your Bethesda? relationship with? Shout Sweet out Green. Bethesda. To Sweet Green, yeah, you know, my I, I I remember the first time my mom took me to Sweet Green in like on Old Georgetown Road. Road. For real? Like, yeah, it was like one of the first ones. Okay, yeah, know? yeah. 
And my mom was like, this thing is new. It's everyone's talking about it. We got to go to Sweet Green. Mm -hmm. And this was like, yeah, like 20 years ago or something. Solid days. I don't know. It's yeah, cool that your mom. It's cool that your mom is a food influencer. What I mean, is she a is she a healthy she, lady? Is she into fitness? She's a day one. You know, like she was <laughs> in the fucking sweet green. She's a day on one lettuce muncher. <laughs> she, she's just on that on that tip. You know, right, right, right. So when you first got to New York, we were probably where were you partying? Were you at Were you at Lit Lounge? Were you at Max Fish? Were you at Jane? Were you at the Beatrice Inn? Were you a Marquee Rat? Were you a One Oak Slut? Damn, what, what's going um, on? I mean, yeah, Lit Lounge all the time, especially like you know when I was here like the first summer. Yeah, uh, you know back when Joe Coscarelli was living above Lit Lounge. Shout out Joe Coscarelli. Mm. A, a famous, a, one of the mm -hmm. more famous listeners of this podcast. I mean, we yeah. all recognize this. We all recognize his face from his famous uh, New York Times series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where he forces himself on camera over and over and over <laughs> to try to eclipse the celebrities that are joining him as guests. Um, mm -hmm. So you were partying at Lit Lounge. Were you smoking cigarettes inside? I was smoking a lot of cigarettes inside. Hell yeah. Uh, and especially in that like weird basement place where the whole yes. steady was always hanging out. Yeah. That was, That's that was smelled very weird down there. Uh, yeah, I actually have the smell in my brain right now when you said mm. that. It's kind of like a Prussian like Madeline thing for me. Just I'm glad we it. can I'm glad we can bring you back and situate you in a in a time that was <laughs> loose and fun. So but you know, so obviously we can talk about the glory days of New York nightlife for mm -hmm. hours, you know. Oh, yeah. But you're saying that it has it has it possibly returned to form, but now it's just on the streets of, of the East Village and the streets of Soho? Well, I mean Maybe I was exaggerating when I said it was the greatest of all time or whatever, but like it's really <laughs> all things considered, really it's going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, more than more than ever, because everyone's forced out on the streets, you constantly run into people. Like if you're just walking around, like I get fucking packed by people like across the street all the time. I just like you know, it's just people are just running into each other all the time, just because you're always outside. And that dynamic is kind of like really invigorating. It's just like. You know, that has never really happened before because everyone's fucking inside, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's totally different. Can you confirm that you can see people doing heroin on the street like the early 2000s? Uh, yes, confirmed. There's also, I think, Chris, you noticed this. There's uh, a trend of people just openly doing cocaine like on the subway, apparently. That is very fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I personally haven't seen that, but apparently it's the thing now. Honestly, that's oh. the coolest thing I've heard about New York. It's maybe ever. It's <laughs> the only. It's the only way I'll take the fucking subway. If you ask me. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> foregoing the idling Escalade to just hop on the train and do a couple bumps before you hit the rave in Bushwick? That is insane. That is yeah. insane. That is very cool, though. I did, I did not know that. So you're man. You sound like you're having the time of your fucking life. You're really selling it's, it. I know. I mean, I also have to work sometimes, but you know. Uh, it's it's really fun. It's great. Well, this is your. Where did you work before Artnet.com? I was at uh, Artsy and Art News. They all have the same name. You know, Damn, that's actually crazy. <laughs> they really <Yeah>. do. <laughs> uh, did you did you grow up? Did you want to be an artist yourself, or did you just want to cover cover the the ground? Uh, no. I mean, I never wanted to be an artist. Uh, but you know, I was always going to museums and you know. Are your parents? Do your parents work in the arts? No, uh, my dad's a lawyer. My mom's a, a doctor. Uh, okay. And uh, no, but like, you know, I was always writing like 
for the fucking high school newspaper, college newspaper. And when I got to New York, I was just sort of actually covering some nightlife stuff at the observer. And that kind of just like morphed into writing about the art world and then the art market. It's just kind of what I gravitated toward. It's like, it's, it's a fun thing to write about. It's a fun world. You know, I look, I get it. I I feel like I was, I gravitate to music maybe in the same way that you do. I can't do it, but I love Uh the personality. Fashion is the same thing. I love the personalities that are involved. I mean, I think the, the, but how often are you – I feel like most of your stuff you know, is, is with – it's obviously on the business side, whatever uh-huh. that may mean. But So does that mean you're, you're rarely interviewing or really sitting down with artists? You're mostly talking about the deals and the ins and outs and the auctions or is it a little bit of both? It's, it's a little bit of both because you know, uh, even if it is like the business side, you know, artists are constantly involved. They're not necessarily at an auction per se, but you know – if they have a solo booth in an art fair, they'll be there, you know, yeah. hanging out. Like, you know, same thing with the gallery. It's like, you know, they're they're part of the whole ecosystem, and you know, they like the market interests them in the same way that it interests like you know anyone else in the art world. So like, you know, they read my stuff. Like, I'm constantly like running into artists and meeting artists like through you know dealers, advisors, whatever. So yeah. like, you know, like yeah, almost you know every night there's like someone just in the mix hanging out. I, I read a book this year about the art market that was very enlightening to me and mm-hmm. kind of explained the process to me. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand that the the market is kind of um, manipulated yeah. uh, in a very serious way by gallerists and dealers alike, and maybe even the artists themselves if they're mm-hmm. if they're savvy. So could you maybe explain to our, our listeners what that would look like? If, if Jason is an artist, mm-hmm. he is, his career is starting to pop, and then I, Chris, am his mm-hmm. dealer, what am I going to do to increase his prices? Chris, are you saying that there's well, a chance that there, there could be some art dealers with, with dubious intentions afoot? <laughs> there could be some dealers with dubious intentions afoot. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, the dubious intentions is they're trying to get fucking rich, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Which I actually dubious. we support. We support on this podcast. We love getting right, rich, yeah. so that's that's not negative. But I just think that the, mm. I think that, you know, I just think I I knew about that to some extent, but then when it was explained to me, I was like, oh, this is actually like I think it's very fun to read about. It's it's like it's like a game in the way that yeah. I'm sure you are attracted to it in that way too. It's like it's that's why it's fun to write about. Totally. And, like, yeah, I mean, it, it is manipulated just because, like, you know, it's impossible just to take one, like, young new artist and be, like, objectively, this is the greatest new artist. Yeah. It's worth, like, 100000 You can't just say that right off the bat because it's subjective. So what you do is you build uh, a market through connections, through associations, you know, you start to get them into really, you know, uh, just – you know, well-liked and well-known collections that are known for yes. their star-making abilities. You get them in the hands of dealers. That so let's uh, explain that for let's explain that for a second. So there are certain people that you, if they buy your art, then you are part of a, a an inner circle that means you're up next, basically. Totally. Yeah. If this if this collector identifies you early, then that's a stamp of approval, and then others will follow suit. Absolutely. You know, like okay. like like Don Amira Rubel. Like they have this museum in Miami. Yes. Yes, I've been there. It's great. It's fantastic. And, you know, in addition to being just some of the best collectors of the last 40 years, uh, they also have this residency program uh, that it has an amazing track record for sort of grooming, you know, like stars to be. And, yeah. you know, uh, they also they like, make a deal with these artists that the work that they make in that residency, uh, they own. So, like, 
not that's only the trade. They... You get to live in the lap of luxury and create, and then when you leave, they're mm. keeping all of your bounty. Yep, exactly. But like that just signals that oh, Drew Bell's like like this work enough to you know buy it, you know, and bring it in their collection. Like this could be big, you know. Um, and then that's when you have you know dealers with certain reputations like uh, getting involved and pushing it to other you know big name collections, and then all of a sudden. You know, someone who bought early and got lucky puts it at auction, and if it goes for a big number, you know, then it's like you know this person is now a market star. Because you know? the auction, the auction, the numbers are public, so does that kind of dictate exactly. the pro- that dictates the price more than like a private sale or a gallery sale, correct? It, well, it dictates the uh, uh, the public's like uh, knowledge of, of what uh, the prices are, you know, uh, more than anything, because it doesn't really. Uh, impact the primary market prices just because like those are always going to be set totally lower by their main dealers in order to you know keep demand high um but it does it influences yeah like what the public or the art interested public thinks of that artist if that makes sense it does it does make sense and i'm mm. i'm getting my checkbook out you know what i mean all that's right. what I, that's all i have to say but i i think that the um so so stars are 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 created and then you know, I, the gallery association, I think, is something that people are more familiar with, right? So, mm-hmm. if, you know, if, if your name is attached to this and that, and that's going to be better for you. Um, how much, you know, in, in the music world, you know, obviously social media and all the shit so important now. Mm-hmm. In the art world, is it still full gatekeeper gallery stuff, or do you need to be popping on the web? Uh, it's, it's increasingly a mix of both, I guess. Uh, I, I'd say it's harder for, you know artists to break through solely on social media, you know? Totally. Um, but, like, there's a reason why, you know, artists, like, I mean, obviously Murakami is, like, legit a great artist, but, like, it helps. Hey, call, he hey has, calm down there, bud. Okay. I, th- I think he's good. He's good. But, like, you know, it doesn't hurt that he's got, like, millions and millions of Instagram yeah, followers, of you know? Yeah. Uh, like, like, the, like, you know, that's why, like, when Goshen does a Murakami show, it's not just, like, an art exhibition. It's, like, a cultural phenomenon thing you know yes 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 um so it puts yeah, you in a different it puts you in a different it puts you in a different stratosphere but it does yeah totally you don't you don't need it to be successful no I, you don't need it to be successful because you know to be successful it's like i said it's a sort of market grooming for an artist and it doesn't necessarily need to pop off on the grams uh you know, but well, I think don't. that's I think that's one of the very few art forms left that you don't have to be popping on the gram. That's why I bring this up. Yeah, I, mean, I think that yeah. it's like you know, if you're an actor, an actress, a musician, you you that's like necessary. It's almost like an un- understood like that's part of your job. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that being able to go and and make work and do your thing and sell it is pretty freeing in some ways. You know what I totally. mean? It's obviously, it's it's a you know, there's not many people break out. There's not so many success stories, but it is. Um, it is in, in, in a nice path if you can carve it. Chris, does that sound um, like a life path that you would want to take personally? Uh, well, no, I, I have absolutely no skills, so that would probably <laughs> not work work for me. But I, I think I'm, I'm not the, saying could you do it. I'm saying you know, in a dream world, was that, does that I could sound see nice myself, to you? I could I could see myself living a schnobble like existence. You know, you know Chris, what I mean? Just, yeah, you're just chilling at the chippy. You know, exactly. You, you know, you know, Schnabel's house, the Palazzo Chubby. Yes. Oh, I know it well. I it's beautiful. I'm I'm more into the Montauk property, so I can work on my big, my large scale paintings. You know what I mean? I need <laughs> oh, a little. Yeah. I, need, 
I need space for myself, my assistants, my chef, my trainer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I think that that's more a little my spirit. Yeah. My spirit. You're, you're 13 children. Exactly. Depending on the time of, depending on the time of year, you know, I think it, I think it would make a difference. Is, um, but, is Jim Carrey getting any better at art or is he still pretty bad? <laughs> He's, he's pretty, still pretty bad. He's still pretty bad. Do you feel like, bad. I feel like one day he's going to kind of like come out and, you know, like how George W. did and be like, damn, actually, Carrie stuck with it and he's kind of killing it now. I, I'd like to see that one day. Yeah, me too. I, I hope that he can get to that W level, you know. Mm-hmm. W, yeah. so what's the value? What what are W's going for right now? That is, that's a great question. I mean, I don't think he's actually selling them, uh, but if he were... I think that you know they would be in the yeah hundred k level. Like I would be I, willing to pay. I would be willing to pay one hundred thousand U.S. dollars for a George W. Bush <laughs> painting of Jeffrey Epstein. That is what that, that is. That is. I just want to put that out. Actually, yeah, it wasn't. Didn't Epstein have a curious little collection? Yeah, he did, but it was mostly like where. Where did you first meet him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which which house? So did you go to the island or the, or the house uptown to see the collection? Chris, come on. I mean, you know, I I I didn't know him that well. My good friend Glenn, you know, introduced <laughs> me to him once, but you know, okay, that's good. He was an acquaintance, really. Well, I actually, you know, I did. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet former President Bill Clinton um, at ABCV, and Jason got a picture Damn. of us together. And we released that picture on Jason's Instagram the same day that the Epstein thing was going down. So I do the day so that he pe- appeared on the flight on the flight log. The flight log was released into the public. Yeah. So some wow. Some you- some people think this podcast actually how long gone has some Epstein connections, but I want to clear that up. I only am friends with presidents. That that is good, what this good. is. It stops with Bill. Um, mm-hmm. We we talked about climate change and stuff. It wasn't about you know. It wasn't personal. Yeah, right. the, only, the only trafficking Chris does is on the 405. Exactly, exactly, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a freeway here in California, if you didn't know. Sorry about that. I, I, I've been on uh, the, the 405. I'm actually you know, wearing, my, I'm wearing my Beverly Hills Hotel and Bungalows seersucker hat while talking to you. That's gentlemen. actually re- that's really nice. Seersucker is a nice <laughs> touch. As a Southern gentleman, I really appreciate that. I, I um, thought you would, Chris. <laughs> well, so well, let's let's talk about the the LA art scene because you know people mm. are making some racket. There's this little guy named Sterling Ruby out oh, here. Yeah. He's got a big compound. There's some galleries. There's some people. But what you know is it really going to happen out here? Is Ed Ruscha was he right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> honestly, the last two years, you know, since like Freeze opened the fair there, uh, LA I think is exponentially just like become one like like one of the world's global leading art cities like it's amazing and and it had a lot to do with you know freeze coming um and then a bunch of other galleries sort of popping up and then you know the galleries were already there getting even more stature but you know it's a fun city to, to be in to look at art there's incredible museums you know uh just you know so many great galleries so I, I think it could happen i i, I love uh, the the art scene in LA right now. Do you feel like LA has a better gra- uh, graph game than New York right now, or is that still kind of up in the air? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd give that to LA. Okay. I don't know. I don't smoke I don't. that much weed. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I went to a couple of years ago. I went to Houston to to shoot something and was really mm. impressed with all the art there. You know. Um, and Dallas Fort Worth as well. Are there any underappreciated art cities that our listeners need to know about where they can go 
see some great stuff, but maybe, you know, it's a little cheaper. It's a little off, off, Chris, off there, the there's a, another place called, over there called Marfa and they have a nice little art scene as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, check I've out. been there before. Shout there's a guy Marfa. that makes like concrete boxes. I've been there before. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. You'd like it. Cool. Yeah. I think yeah, I would I like mean, it. I'm a real minimal guy, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Dallas, like you said, is actually that, that that's one of those cities that like is kind of an under the radar, super rad art city. You know, um, like there's a ton of like tiny little like really awesome galleries and you know like Dallas Contemporary and the DMA are both really awesome. The National Sculpture Center is awesome. Um, yo, shout out Bethesda, Maryland, my hometown, which is the home of Glenstone, the dopest museum in the country. I wow! Tell that. us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Bethesda. Glenstone. Um, Glenstone. That yeah. sounds like a. That sounds like a. Sounds medium like a sex to high end, Sounds like a medium <laughs> to high end uh, new home uh, development in Orange County is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but, it does. But what I do mean, they have there, bro? Tell us all about it. So it's this guy Mitch Rails. Shout out Mitch Rails. Went cool to man. Walt Whitman High School. My high school. Shout out Walt Whitman. Um, <laughs> Uh, so he, he married his art, art advisor, uh, uh, you know, like two decades ago and then started building this unbelievable collection. Um, First of all, Nate, think about this could be good for you. You know what I mean? You could marry Mm -hmm. a rich woman as her art advisor and then you dictate the collection and turn it into a museum. Damn. Mm -hmm. Really? It's not a bad call. No. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. No, uh, no. And so they bought this enormous property, just like half an hour from DC, but it's in the woods. It's just like completely isolated. Um, and they got this ginormous Jeff Koons, uh, like flower sculpture, a split rocker sculpture. That's so awesome. Got a bunch of Richard Serra. That's really incredible. Uh, you know, Michael Heiser sculpture. And then, you know, in the collection, there's, you know, Basquiat's and, Bryce Martin and uh, David Hammonds. We are like, Mar- we are Martin Hive on this podcast. So that's oh, word. Yeah, we're we're Martin Dude, Hive. Bryce Bryce and, and has been living like the greatest quarantine life. I've he's heard that. Like, are you are you covering this? Is this is this a beat you're on? Or is this? I'm personal? covering it embarrassingly closely. Like just he just goes between Tivoli and Hydra and like you know the East Village, just like making incredible fucking work. The dude is just... He's thriving. Oh, yeah. I love that. What guy Uh, named Bryce isn't, though, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good point. So so we need to all converge on Bethesda, Maryland. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's a really, really dope town with Glenstone, which is rad. Uh, You know, I've been to um, to the... the, uh, the museum in um, uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, where the the Walmart family lives. Yes, Crystal Bridges was very impressive. Uh, you know what? I actually have never been to Crystal Bridges, but I, I hear Bentonville is a really wild town. Like, um, I had a whole thing with those with the brothers, the Walmart heirs, uh-huh. where we were friends, and they invited me there. And um, for something they do every a, 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 a like a big event they have in Bentonville. So Whoa. we went, we went, we stayed at the 21 C Museum Hotel. Um, Love Chris, who who got sacrificed at that? At that yeah, I was going to say. That meeting. I don't like talk. I, I'm I'm not going to talk about what happened there. That's between <laughs> me and God. But um, right. 
but it, it was um i didn't know was this honestly, was that you were skull and bones hive but interesting we got to save that for another know, pod you know people people think i'm just like a dumb redneck from georgia who stumbled his way into the new york media elite but this is this has been a path <laughs> that was chosen for me mm-hmm, by people clearly. bigger than us mm-hmm. you know was it but, was it an animal sacrifice like no human no human many course. small animals no human we animals oh, I'm, okay, a, I'm a PETA member we let animals live people right. don't care <laughs> no it's it's fine people <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not concerned with uh, of course not but yeah Crystal Bridges was interesting and I think that those kind of cities I think that that is like Houston blew me away like I was so yeah. impressed with everything public and private and even some of the you know they had Philip Johnson build it it was just oh yeah know, had, the Demoniel is is unbelievable like it was know. it was very cool the whole thing was very cool the Twombly thing was very cool but so, you know, while we have you, a professional, I, I would love mm. to know who, what are the, let's get into overrated artists. You know what I mean? Like who's really, who's really getting a little too much shine when they don't deserve it? Overrated. Okay. Love this. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and, and choose some people that our listeners may, may be familiar with, you know, not too obscure of a name. Uh, I mean, you know, overrated Damien Hurst, way overrated mm. guy Great. is lost. Any- Anyone yeah. who's collaborated with Supreme, would you say, is overrated? <laughs> yeah, no. um, except for except for, except for Dan Golden, I can't think of one. Right. I mean, like you know, Jenny Holzer is like just evisceration of Supreme. Just always remains like a highlight for that's true. For what a any, what a any artist star. Statement. What a oh, star! So incredible. Uh, no, I mean, I think they've collaborated with like Christopher Wall and shit. And he's that's like, true. Yeah, that's so, true. That's a good like, point. Yeah, yeah, but, they support some know. cool younger artists, Chris. Yeah, 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 Jason. I'm sure you know all about it. So, so Damien Hurst, where he's he's toast. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, uh, just don't really care, you know, like anymore. Like he had his moment; it's fine. But I is didn't... he still is he still selling like crazy? Yeah, I mean, like like nuts, like you know. Um, I'm not a fan of cause cause <laughs> wow you know what welcome to the hey king we were meant to be bro because <laughs> if you got a cause doll in your house i ain't fucking you know what i'm saying hey. yeah no but, yeah yeah exactly. chris is zipping up his seven jeans if he sees one <laughs> one squeaky little cause in the foyer these paper denim cloths are not coming off tonight fellas he it's says cause not, not, not tonight hide the cause into the bed when i'm coming over it's but baby yet. it's an investment in both of our futures <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that but one. His, his market is absolutely insane still. Totally. Correct? Absolutely insane. Like, like I think that people like like have to have been lobotomized to pay that much for a fucking cost. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Like Well, I mean, is it the, whole, the, the marketing machine at, at work? I mean, clearly there's something at work, you know, because you have these like sort of shadowy billionaire corporations in China just like buying these things for five, ten million dollars. It's nuts. These are paintings or sculptures or toys. <laughs> I mean, arguably every, they're all toys. Yeah, every cause wow. is every one of those words you just said, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I thought you guys were using cool graffiti artist slang. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> art that you can play with as a toy. It's like interactive, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of cool. I, I, that's, yeah, that's true. But well, what is what cause. is your what is your take on the, you know, since you're just uh, I, I respect your opinion. What is your take on the on the McDonald's Travis Scott collaboration? Is that art, um, or is it just, or is it, or is it merely commerce, Nate? Well, uh, it's certainly commerce. Is it art? Kind of. I don't know. Like it's, 
it's got legs, you know? I mean, <laughs> I find myself caring about it when I don't care about it, but I care about it. That's, been, we like, talked about that. And Jason just wrote, Jason launched his, his sub stack today with a deep, deep dive on the McDonald's collaboration with Travis Scott from mm-hmm. more of a food angle. And I told him it really brought me back into it. Like I, I uh, stopped caring and then he, he found a new way to hook me in. Um, yeah. which I think right. is both the power of, of Jason Stewart and the power of, of fucking Cactus Jack. I roped you yeah. in rodeo style. Exactly, <laughs> bitch. Yeehaw. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think that well, maybe it, it, it is art in a way because the order itself is, is just the same thing, right? It's just a quarter pounder with cheese and right. What, what, what makes it, they, they also add, they, they add bacon to it and okay. ex- extra cheese, I think. Right, but that's basically just like a normal order, right? Yes, there's, there's yes. Yeah. So, so it's basically just like a cause, except like instead of it blue, I made it uh, light blue. Right, yeah. Like It's like a, it's like a Duchampian thing, really, because mm-hmm. they're selling something that... Is Damn, this a, is good. This is, that's fire. It's a Duchampian. Yes, go it on. Is because, yeah, it's just like a normal object that they're presenting as, oh, this is a Travis Scott thing now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's selling. Like, there's nothing. They're not. The, the product itself is the same. Absolutely. But you know. I, I and like I think that's yeah. That's kind of like and art. we and we've been falling for that for centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not even new. Yeah. But it's it's art. Yeah. Okay. That's the verdict. It's art. So confirmed. It it is art. It is art. Yeah. Congrats, Travis. You did it. <laughs> and it tastes mm. bad. I love that. <laughs> Oh, does it? Jason, I need to read your, your, your Substack. Give it a read. Um, let me know your thoughts. But yeah, you uh-huh. know, I, 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 it, it, it may taste as good as the food from, from Fame Lucienne. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might. I'm kind of more interested in the uh, spicy nuggets. I have, that, I've heard that the spicy nuggets are actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'm, I think I'm, I'm I, not a big nugget man myself. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's no McDonald's in Dime Square yet. I don't, I don't know when that's coming. <laughs> yeah, what's going? So what's going on in Dime Square? Have there been any closures or, or anything? Or, or is I mean, obviously, any, Dime's any road doubt. closures going on? Is, well, is Servo still open? Mission oh well, Chinese you know what? Mission Chinese. Let me just go on the record. Mission Chinese is bad. Ooh. Mission Chinese was bad, Chris. They're Mission Chinese open. is yeah. bad, and and honestly, he's kind of annoying. I got to be honest. What yeah, is, What do you I find mean, annoying about Chef Danny Boyen? <laughs> um well i hate how his, his his style of dressing really bothered me to the point where mm. i think it made the food taste different mm-hmm. yeah some bad dressing will ruin but i will say meal. danny i will say danny bowen though very good at soul cycle i used to see him all the time and that motherfucker really, really got it in and that i that is enough for me to like him as a person is he is he <laughs> a, a fellow recovering drug addict I think he. I, think, I, I. I don't know. I think he parties. I think he might be sober as a gopher, and because those I think he's people, sober. Yeah. People, okay. Makes anyone sense. who's he, he really hates. good at at soul, soul cycle is usually a sober person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, I can. Unfortunately, I do have incredible rhythm, and I can tap it back very well. Right. Um, that's soul cycle. Also, that's that's soul cycle terminology. Guys, you can tap right. it back. What does that mean, Chris? <laughs> it <laughs> means when you. Means. It means when you move your um, ass towards the seat and tap it while you while flexing your core on the beat. Wow. Of the song. Uh, like a. Oh. Okay. This is this is this is a. This is like a pussy popping type of scenario. It's, it's <laughs> similar. It's similar. It's similar to a pussy pop, only with the rear. 
Oh, uh, it's a it's a boosy pop is what you're saying. It's a boosy pop, but you have to keep the core engaged is the real key to that move. Your shoulders are relaxed, right. your hands are relaxed, your core is mm. rock hard, and mm. your ass is flexed. Your glutes are flexed and engaged. Tap mm. the seat right back on rhythm. Sometimes you do a push up in the when you get to the front after in a sequence, but it just depends. Can you can you hear in his voice how how bad Chris misses Soul Cycle? I mean, that was one of the most beautiful things I've heard in months. <laughs> Thank Just you. like the well, evocation, the rhythm yeah, yeah, yeah. of you describing. A love letter to Soul Psycho. I speak passionately about things that I'm passionate about, and I'm not going to be shamed for it, Jason. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, so, you're passionate uh, about indoor activities that cost $40 an hour. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that honestly sounds like doing coke. Anyway, um, is the is – the, uh, so, so Mission Chinese is a casualty – Servos is. is open. Servos is open. Servos is lit. It's so good. You, you know, it's, they, lit. They, it's lit. It's lit. They blocked <laughs> off Canal. They blocked off Canal Street, so no cars can come by. So Dime Square is literally a square now. Like it is a public gathering place, which wow. is amazing. Mm, okay. And so yeah. And so the Metro Graph closed. The Metro The Metro closed. It's. Uh, I don't know if it closed permanently, but it's certainly not open at the moment. Wow. Yeah. So, and I think I think friend of the show Flynn McGarry, the young chef, Flynn. opened his bakery. So actually, I ran into Flynn at guess where? At at at, at Lucy. At, oh <laughs> wow! You're giving me that time. Wow, I, I had no idea. <laughs> um, and and I I told him congrats on the bakery. He's not actually involved anymore. Um, Ooh. he uh, he passed it on to the the, the partners he was working with. Well, but we'll he get said to the bottom that, of the, that. I hope I hope Big Daddy Flynn got a little payout. Uh, yeah, I hope so too. I think he's balling out in Copenhagen right now, according to the. He Grant. is. He was in. He was. He's back in Europe. I need to. I need to bang his line and see what the fuck he's doing because yeah. I know that motherfucker's got an American passport and I see him gallivanting all over Europe. <laughs> and I want fucking answers. Chris, you need to I'm start not... pickling some elderflower and then maybe he'll. You'll get <laughs> yeah, the fucking. Sorry, invite. I didn't. I didn't. Don't be a fucking nomonarch, Noma. dude. Don't be a nomonarch. <laughs> I don't Nomanarch. look. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't really like pickled stuff that much. So maybe I'm just going to be stuck in America for the rest of my life. <laughs> we get it. You're white. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Um, so when, when is, when is the artnet.com office going to reopen or is there no date? I mean, there's no, you know, hard and fast date. Technically I can go into the, the office, but like it's on the 24th bu- uh, floor of the Woolworth building. To get in the fucking elevator, you have like a wait because it's one person at a time. Those elevators are oh, mad old. It's all things. So you haven't, so you haven't been back in a long time. I have not been back since yeah, early March. It's just you, Carrie Bradshaw style, pecking away at the at the at the MacBook Pro in the window, mm-hmm. looking over Dime Square. Absolutely, that's that's literally what I'm. I do all day long. It's like very Carrie Bradshaw, but in Dime Square. What are you What are you doing for physical fitness? How are you keeping the bod tight and right? You know what? I've been uh, doing that city bike thing. A lot of city bike. Big fan. City bike? Chris, city what are bike. your thoughts on that? I mean, look, man. I guess you – I I think of that as transportation. Um, but well, some yeah. people think of it as exercise, you know? That's about all the exercise I get, though. Are you so. riding it to Jersey? How how many miles are we logging on the city bike? Um, I, I take it to Brooklyn occasionally when I have to go to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, I've not been in New Jersey for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, when you get you know. to go to Brooklyn, not have to. What? <laughs> 
we, this this podcast is anti Brooklyn, and don't forget it. Um, I, you know, I, that that's yeah, that's that's a benchmark of this. Even though Jason, I feel like Jason, if he lived in New York, he might live in Brooklyn. Would you agree with that, Jason? Um, I would probably, I would probably live there. Yeah, even though wow. I don't like going to Brooklyn, and I if mm-hmm. I when I'm in New York, I try to stay in Manhattan the whole time, just because I can just walk everywhere. Yeah, I put, mean, put those I love- new balances to work. Mm-hmm. I love walking, and that's the biggest thing I miss about being trapped in LA. Mm-hmm. Are you still <sighs> in that that hotel thing, Chris? <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the pool right now, sweetie, and it's shining. Oh, damn. Well, hey, nice. look, Nate, come on out anytime, bro. I would love to host I, you at my pool. Well, that sounds great, Chris. I think that uh, I will eventually have to flee this place when it gets cold because it gets cold. Have you been? Have, you been, have like you been there the entire time? I was in the Catskills for uh, the first three months. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That that, that yeah. sounds. Was it good or or was it boring? I, it was. It was good and boring. You know. I mean, like farming is uh, not not that much fun. You know, <laughs> building the farm, building the garden. It's like, eh. You know. So, Nate, thank you for mm-hmm. joining us. Of course, Chris. Jason, and, this is a blast. And we're going to need you to tell tell people where they can find you on the World Wide Web. You can find me. Uh, you know, I got a Twitter. It is nfreeman1234. The Instagram is the same. Uh, hit me there, you know. And, right. and, and wet paint, wet paint your... Wet paint um, drops every Friday morning. Artnet.com. Check it. Every Friday morning. We'll, we'll make sure to get you this link so you can include it in tomorrow's uh, dispatch. I absolutely will. You know, um, it'll be up. This will this will be up tonight. I'll send it over to you. But honestly, Incredible. I love reading the col- I love reading the column. But Nate, um, that's not the you. only reason why you had we had you on the show, though. We did that's also- true. We had you on because we like you. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I like um, you guys. You guys are the best. This was so much fun. Thank like, you, hey man. I think it was great. It was, it was our pleasure, and honestly, keep doing what you're doing. And and, and you made New York, my, my beautiful home, sound even better than I can imagine. So well, I will, you know, one day I'll return, and I will I hope- have. A sparkling water with you while you um, go to the bathroom at Lucien. That sounds perfect. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk right, to you guys. soon, bro. Right, Have a good one. All right, Bye. Bye.